Welcome to the 126 Podcast. This is episode two of season four. We are talking football today, so you want to make sure to stay tuned on this one. Coach Weaver, telephone, Coach O. How are y'all doing? Hey there. I'm great. She's great. She uh, sounds a little tin cannish this morning. Mm-hmm. Coach O's planning a road trip today, aren't you, Coach? I am. It's the last first home game for my baby. Her daughter's playing her uh, first home game, Texas Tech University Volleyball, so... Coach O. Actually, I guess it's an air trip, not a road trip. Aren't you flying to Lubbock today? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fly. It's a 40-minute flight versus a five-hour drive. Makes yeah, good sense. That sounds a lot better. Then you can be back to work tomorrow, Coach. I'll be there bright and early in the morning. I know you will. Well, Addison, uh, I'm ready to throw a weave at you. This was pretty simple. It's a little bit of an advertisement for something we do in our program that maybe not a great number of people know about. We do get questions about it from time to time, and usually it's the first of the year. Um, But you know we sell online tickets, and you can purchase your tickets off our website, off the Forney ISD website. You can buy them with your phone. Um, We've got an online box office now, so we just scan your virtual ticket usually when you come in to an athletic event in Forney ISD. You can always print it off and bring the paper ticket if you want to. Uh, But, you know, there's people sometimes get a little worn out with having to go onto that box office and and buy those tickets each week. And so we get a question sometimes about, do we offer a pass or do we offer a family pass or is there a way to buy tickets in a group? Well, for varsity football, we've got our varsity football coaches here today. We sell season tickets in the in the season ticket section or or then you can buy a general admission ticket each week that's really the only sport we sell a season ticket for you buy your seat right in the middle of the stadium near the 50 yard line and that's your seat all season but our department does sell what we call a punch card it's it's essentially the equivalent of a family pass it's fifty dollars it's got um punches across the top and the bottom and you get 30 entries to any Forney ISD athletic event. So really, it's quite a good deal from a uh, you know budgetary standpoint, kind of gets you a discount on the ticket. But also, it's a pass you can put in your pocket, keep up, keep, stick it in your wallet. Ladies, keep it in their purse and then pull it out and punch it at the gate instead of dealing with trying to get on your phone. Sometimes it's hard to get a connection and uh, you don't have to pay the little additional fee that are that are charged with tickets with your credit card. You just buy that pass for 50 bucks. These are available for sale with Leslie Bunton at Forney High School or Catrice Clark at North Forney High School, our athletic secretaries on the campus. And um, you've got that $50 card. It's good for middle schools. It's good for high schools. It's good for sub-varsity, varsity, and um it's, it's a pretty good deal for families, especially if you have multiple children or you've got kids that play multiple sports. So we sell some each year, but, you know, sometimes it's got to kind of, we, we'll put an article on the website. It's got to get out word of mouth, but great opportunity. Save a little money, uh, make it easy on yourself and, mm-hmm. and keep an athletic 
punch card in your wallet that gets you into anything. There you go. A yeah. very practical and and sensible weave today. That's I agree. Great. Appreciate it. Well, and I, 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 he was under three minutes. Oh yeah. Job, yeah. I felt like I, fe- I mean, I felt like I was under two minutes. You weren't. No. You're never under two minutes. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get to those on, I will not forget about you this week, Coach O. Even though you're not here, I won't forget about you. Before we do that, we're going to introduce our guests, and our guest has a guest, Coach Fleener. What's up? How you doing? Doing well. Yeah. Doing good, man. Who'd you bring with you today? Uh, this is a senior defensive lineman, one of our captains, Peyton Negri. Uh, always the, the my favorite part in introducing athletes is uh, when I've got a two-sport athlete. He's also on our our baseball team, and so uh, uh, just great uh, great representation uh, of our football team, uh, and uh, especially with the the little mullet he's got going now too. <laughs> you know, looks just like a forty high kid, doesn't yeah, he? he? Absolutely. Does. Mullets have come back. What's up, Peyton? How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm great. Glad to be on the one, two, six. Glad you're here. So we always do the ozone, but we got to include our guests here. So I'm going to toss it to you, Coach O. Well, all right. So in honor of football season, I had to search long and hard for this one, Coach Blainer. This is just for you uh, um, because you call me out. You call me out. So one time I didn't have food on here. So. Today, we're talking sandwiches. Sandwiches? What's your favorite? Yes, sandwich. It's Sam- a sandwich. 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 That's right. It's gotcha. a sandwich. So, uh, what's your favorite sandwich shop? My favorite sandwich shop? Uh, yes. Right now, I'm pretty partial to Jersey Mike's, but that's because <clears throat> they sent us a, a stack of buy one, get one freeze. And uh, the coaches have been hammering that pretty good on some Saturdays yeah. and Sundays. And uh, but I'm I'm actually not a huge sandwich guy. Uh, never have been. And then uh, if I smell a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I still almost get a little sick to my stomach. Because uh, for those of y'all that know uh, the skinny uh, person that I am, when I was trying to gain weight in high school, I got all the way up to 190 pounds. But I was eating four or five peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day. And to this day now, I can I can barely even smell them without like getting sick because I ate so many of them. So, oh my, you got traumatized, huh? A uh, little little traumatized. It was <laughs> it was it was tough. My my body my body doesn't want to weigh one ninety. <laughs> hey, hey, mine doesn't either. <laughs> but it's the other direction for That's me. That's right. So wow. What about you, Peyton? I mean. I really like Subway, but it's funny hearing Coach talk about that PB&J like that because we have those every halftime. All the guys out there just killing them before we have to get back out there. That's right. They they will go through boxes of those Uncrustables. Uh, they, my son does the same thing, but we, we have Uncrustable sandwiches for them at halftime, and they they destroy those things. Coach Weaver. I like those too. I mean <laughs> – Okay, Coach Weaver, we already know what you're going to say. Well, first off, let me tell you, I never met a sandwich or a sandwich I didn't like. I could eat peanut butter and jelly every day, honestly, and just be a happy individual. But yes, you know, uh, I almost do eat Subway every day, and I'm a happy individual. So um, when I walk into the Subway here in Forney, Texas, America, they just get Which one? get the bread and start making my sandwich. They know do they? Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. You get the but, same I mean, one every time? Every time, same one. <laughs> same vegetables, same cheese, same amount of 
mayonnaise. Do you get a hot sandwich or a cold sandwich? I get a cold one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Same amount of mayonnaise. They've got that down too. It's important. You. They've you can't, got you exactly can't have that. too much, then you got to miss. Okay. You can't have too little, then you can't appreciate it. So, yeah, same sandwich every time. And it is the one out there by Interstate 20. Okay, I got you. Because, you know, I run, uh, it's close. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go through Forney traffic to get to it. We've got, what, and, three of them? <clears throat> yeah, I think so, right, that I know of. <laughs> there could be more. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, when I get out there, there's a great deal of interstate traffic. Mm-hmm. And this Coach O knows, you know, we, we talk about this. She makes fun of me about it. But I like to people watch. So I usually I'll sit there for 20 minutes and eat my sandwich and watch the interstate traffic come and go. It's always many interesting characters coming in and out. So, you know, good lunchtime experience for me. All right. By the way, Peyton, I've got to say, I appreciate I like that mullet. I've got an eight year old with one at home. And uh, so there's a great deal of mullet sported around my house. Yeah, they're all the rage right now. I just thought I'd hop on the train. Yay, well, yeah, it looks to me like you're up near the engine. <laughs> that's a good one. There you go. Well, I have to say, I think y'all are dead wrong with your sandwich choice. No, we're not. My favorite sandwich place. Unfortunately, we do not have one in Forney, so I don't go very often. But uh, my favorite, you know, sub sandwich place is Firehouse, for sure. I love Firehouse. Firehouse is good. They're expensive. A little bit. Worth it. But I get hot Why? sandwiches. Why, Addison? It's, Why? It's better. Better ingredients. Uh, be better specific. service. Be specific. Better. So I always get this. Uh, it's like a roast beef and cheese thing. Yeah. Um, but it's better than any sandwich I've had at Subway. Mm. You said not had the right one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You probably take too much mayonnaise. <laughs> probably. <laughs> right. Not enough. Yeah. So. I do appreciate mayonnaise. I'm a big fan of mayonnaise. But anyway. All right. Did did oh, we hear did we hear Coach O's? I don't think so. I don't think we did. No, and no one said it. My my favorite place right now it used to be Jersey Mike's, um, but now it's Jimmy John's because I like their Vito. It's an Italian sandwich. Jimmy John's is another and good I, one. I add mayo and light lettuce and extra onion. Light lettuce. You know, mm. very specific. Yes. Not surprised yeah. from yeah. Coach O. Very specific. You ought to see my sub. You ought to see my Subway order. I have to text it because it's a lot. I like what I like. We know. Did they have Chilean sea bass at Subway? Mm-hmm. There's no sea bass sandwich. <laughs> no. 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 This, this uh, hey, the, closest, the closest thing to bougie seafood at Subway would be there sooner. Yeah. Even if Subway offered Chilean sea bass, I don't no. know if I'd recommend that one at no. all. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think I would either. I wouldn't even recommend that tuna. It comes in that big bag. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's my sandwich you're stepping on, Peyton. Come on. Oh, you get the tuna? I do. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much actually real fish it has in it, but it's near and dear to my heart. I got to say, I thought this was going in the direction of when she brought up sandwiches that it was going to be the, do you consider a hot dog a sandwich type of deal? <laughs> oh, so I didn't know if we are going to start an all-out war here this morning. It's not a sandwich. <laughs> It's a hot dog. But you, I was surprised you had a, you had a weave that you requested, I think, right? Or I mean, an ozone that you requested. You said, can we talk, you said movies or music or something a while ago. Well, you got to remember, it was early in my career here. I didn't know I was touching nerves when I said, is it always about food? And yeah. I, I, I hit a nerve. Yeah. And then apparently the one time it went to movies or music, uh, it was not well, well received. Well, you're not the only one. 
You're not the only one that called me out, though. Sandy Cook, I, I, I didn't do food on her episode, and she was like, I was prepared for food. She was actually disappointed, visibly disappointed, deflated because it wasn't about food. Well, Coach Cook is not only a coach, she is like the one, two, six is probably most avid listener. Yes, she's quite she a fan. Is. So she, yeah, she knows, she knows all the ozone stuff. And but we need to have a cross country episode coming up here pretty quick. We do. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. But I think, I think it's because the very first one I was on, it was like my second day on the job. Y'all mm-hmm. had me over here. And that was one of the things y'all were trying to get to know me. And you were asking me about movies and music yeah. and all that. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, okay, all right, I can get behind this. Yeah. Ad- Addison looked like the most excited he's ever been on this podcast. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Talking about movies and music. Anytime. So, <laughs> if he was the culinary teacher, we it would be great. But he That's is true. an advanced AV instructor. Yeah. yeah, I should be excited about movies. That's right. If I'm not, we got a problem. Yeah. But, well, you know what I'm excited about? What? Football. Yeah, I'm excited about football, too. Sports, sir. Can um, we please make the transition I'm, now? I'm plenty excited about football so we're just getting started right we're moving away from we were just talking about helmets and pricing and buying stuff and we're kind of moving you're always doing that kind of stuff but we're moving out of that phase we're getting ready for the season um so how are we feeling how are the how are the players feeling you know you've had your first kind of legit game we had a we had a really good game against crandall last week um but how are we preparing this week who do we got this week things like that uh, we've got Frisco Memorial this week on a short week. We're playing them Thursday, um, but it should be a fun experience because we're playing at Toyota Stadium, the home of FC Dallas. Uh, I've heard it's beautiful. I've never been there. Uh, also, interesting thing is it's grass, um, and I don't know the last time any of these guys played on grass other than maybe old old Jackrabbit Stadium over there at Warren, but <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different grass uh, at this place. But, uh, no, we're excited. You know, uh, it was fun for us as we moved into our new district that we wanted to maintain that rivalry with Crandall. You know, obviously the last two years have been uh, overtime games and just I think crazy it was games. seven overtimes in two seven. years or something. Seven. Yeah. seven. This game was just as exciting, though. Yeah. I mean, it literally, the last three years, you couldn't have asked for a better contest. Yeah, well, I would love to have come. I know you too. All you guys. I mean, obviously, we would love to be on the top end of it. But just for fun to watch football especially as the game progresses down into the fourth quarter and it's 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 a nail biter i mean it's like a it's you know it's a basketball score <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like watching a basketball game well and, and we talk all the time about non-district games is you know we we want to go win every single game obviously there there's there's nothing around that but you know whether you go three and oh or oh and three in those non-district games you know the the end goal of making the playoffs and things like that it's not affected by the by those, but what you better make sure you you know coming out of your non-district games is, you know, who you are offensively, who you are defensively, who you can count on, which guys can get it done on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, we preach to to our coaches uh, in the non-district games that I expect to see what we call our one and a halfs. They may not start the game, but they're guys that we need to get into the game to know can they get it done if they're you know if we're in the fifth game of the year and the starter goes down, I'd rather know in week two if he can or can't do it than week five district game, fourth quarter, and that's the first time he's been on the field. So uh, definitely got to, to roll a bunch of guys in and, and see who we can count on, who we can't. And, you know, more than anything, you know, you, you, you want to find those little uh, things you can hang your hat on even after after losing a game. And like uh, Coach Weaver said, I mean, we were down 17 at halftime, uh, and then we were down 17 again going into the fourth quarter and actually went up by three at one point. And uh, so – uh, to see these guys fight to the very end, you know, we preach all the time. We're going, we're going to battle till there's zeros on the clock, and uh, I couldn't be prouder of the 
the way our guys handled that. Addison, if if uh, you take a thirty minute rain shower out of the game, monsoon. if you could just take that <laughs> monsoon and <laughs> delete it, we win the game easily. Right? Yeah, I wasn't able to make it, but I was talking to James Townsend, yeah. who of course was there video and stuff, and he was like. He was like, there's this perfect little rainstorm that just set over the top of the game right when Forney didn't need it to happen. Yes. And, and it was a huge catalyst for, for the I, game. At one point, I showed James, I think, my, my uh, Perry Weather radar, you know, because obviously we're watching for lightning right. to make sure there's no lightning strikes. And there's this little yellow spot of cloud right over Crandall, Texas. Yeah. And the rest of the map is clear. It's crazy. It just popped up right above us. And Forney, I think, turned the ball over three wet a wet ball over three times mm-hmm. in that twenty five thirty minute span, and that was the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the the rest of the game was awesome, and and just that part didn't go our way. And but. there's there's a lot of things you can simulate situations at practice. <laughs> yeah, a random monsoon <laughs> yeah. for thirty minutes with a twenty mile an hour wind for literally thirty minutes, and then everything went still again. Yeah, it's good after that. not not one of those things you can really. No. Uh, Really simulating. I took some pictures. Yeah. The sun was actually shining. You know, the sun's <laughs> kind of starting to go down low toward the horizon. Yeah. We have the sun in our face, and it's pouring down rain Man. on our head. I, I do want to ask it, because so, uh, I want to get yeah. Peyton on here talking a little bit. So, Peyton, I'm, you know, Coach Flinner's obviously an offensive guy, so I hate the rain. Uh, as a defensive lineman, all right, what, what, do you, what, what was your feeling when it started pouring down rain like that do you like that I mean it's a dream for the defense when it starts <laughs> raining I mean because it went both ways we might have turned the ball over three times but they were dropping dropping passes and letting the ball get loose and that really just helped our defense out and it was really hurting us on special teams because everybody was dropping the ball after on kick returns and punts and everything but we got two special teams touchdowns just like they did so it was it kind of leveled out for us there it's so there's no yeah you said there's no way to simulate that in practice. Do we need to call the Forney Fire Department and get them to set up some some huge fire hoses and you can spray your players down while they're trying to field punts and stuff? <laughs> we could we could see about that. Yeah. Well, you you have you prepared for that. So what you said that there are some things you can hang your hat on, some things you want to work on. What specifically did you like from from that game? Well, you know, I already I already hit on the fact yeah. that you know our kids aren't going to quit. Yeah. You know, from start to finish, they're not going to quit. Uh, we saw some. Uh, you know, it, it's it's sad because we did have two big special teams mistakes that that turned the ball over. But minus those two plays, we played lights out on special teams, which you always want to see because uh, we really, especially early in the year, we're trying to find ways to get our guys that maybe aren't starters to be on the field in special teams because we don't ever want to put them on the field for the very first time in the second quarter to play linebacker, mm-hmm. and it's the first time they've had any live action. So we want those guys – covering kicks on punt things like that so they get some of that feeling and so uh, and it gives you a break and you you get to to get some of your starters off the field and get them you know get them a, a rest and things like that and so was very proud of our special teams uh players that got out there that like i said aren't starters on offensive defense but uh you know running down the fields on kickoffs and, and doing those things uh you know watching our, our offense you know our our entire offensive line graduated and so that was going to be a big question mark uh, our senior quarterback graduated, so we had a new uh, a new quarterback coming in. You know, Brent Payne finishes the game, six touchdown passes, and ran one in also. Um, our offensive line, we we rushed for almost 260 yards. Um, they they were they were definitely uh, taking care of business up front, so that was good to see. You know, defensively, you know, we we saw what 
typically happens early in the year, which is uh, you, we got to be better tackling the football. But um, as far as uh, you know, assignment and, and knowing what to do, and uh, you know, the people got to realize you know, Crandall had 17 starters back from last year's team. That was a playoff team, yeah. And they are, you know, they're <coughs> experienced. They're tough. They're physical. Um, I probably couldn't ask for a better game uh, to to kind of really see where we're at. Other than you know, would have loved to come out with a win. Mm. And um, Peyton always like to ask this question: Who's who's one of your teammates that you're really excited to see play this year that that you think has really made a big jump coming into this season, and 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 you're just ready to watch them? I think Brett Payne is another yeah. is just one of those guys. I mean, never played a varsity snap before this year, and he gets out there and puts on a show for us. I mean. Our defense has been our strong point in the past, but this this past week our offense really showed out, and our defense was having a little trouble tackling, and it was just that kind of stuff. But our offense really kept us in that game. So the I other, think I would say the other nice thing for us, you know, and, and obviously there's some guys catching those passes and things like that. Is we're probably as talented skill wise on offense than than I've been around on a team in a long time. I mean, the receivers we have, you know, you got six six Ronnie Harrison running out there with. Just the way he looks, he's going to demand some coverage because he, he's a big guy running around. Elijah Merkson with the uh, speed, he took the 72-yard uh, screen pass to the house right there at the end to keep it close. You know, and then Kofi Edgeful, another uh, another junior. I mean, he, he scored four touchdowns receiving. He also kicks off for us, and he scored a touchdown. When we, when we came back to go up three, he scored a touchdown, kicked the ball off, ran down the field, knocked the ball loose, Got that. We went down. We score. He kicks the ball off again, runs down, takes the ball from the kid and runs it up for a touchdown. So we had a 21-point wow. swing just on uh, – <laughs> I don't know if that's happened before. It's It, it was it was interesting. Yeah. It's quite a serious yes, that it, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a four-play span where this kid is doing – Basically, every I mean, you, you obviously have a lot of people on on kickoffs, and and he couldn't do it by himself. But they're very, I mean, he's the only person involved with the ball other than the other team, and he's taking it from him twice. I mean, that's that. I don't it, know if that's happened very much. To go from down seventeen to up three in yeah. about a two and a half minute span was mm-hmm. something, I, something ex- I've never seen. Yeah, it's about yeah. as exciting a two minutes of football as you're you're going to get. Right. You know, it's just and I and kind of on that along that lines, Peyton. I want to know. When you're you know, on that sideline, right, in the team box, what's going on in you guys' brains, right, that's keeping you – because you're down 17 twice. I mean, that's, that's you know, uh, you're in that territory where it's like, oh, you know, we're, we, we can't get back on this. But what's going through your brain, what, what's being passed around, what's in the water, what's in the Gatorade, what's going on over there that's keeping you guys in it? Well, at halftime, Fleener said, we've been here before. What what was the first game like last year? Yeah. I mean, we were down at half by a good amount. 20. And we came back and won. I mean, it's just that belief. Fleener, Fleener's always in there telling us that it's not over until the zeros hit the clock. And we yeah. just got to keep fighting. And, I mean, I th- I mean it, it's probably not just me, but I think all the guys really believe in Fleener and what he's done with our football program. Yeah. So – when he says something, we all take it to heart and make sure that we're going to make it happen on the field. I might have also offered anybody a seat back on the bus if they didn't think that we could go yep. out and win the game. In the you did do half. that. I, and I think it was that pleasant the way I said it, just yep. like that right there. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believing's a big piece. It, it's so important. Well, yeah, you so see important. it a lot. Coach O, you got something? 
Yes. Well, everyone's asking Peyton a question, and I feel left out. I, uh, so I want to ask him a question, too, Peyton. This is so random, but I need to know, and I know that there are listeners that need to know this. You're on the D-line, right? Yes, ma'am. So when you when you walk up there and, and they're getting ready to snap the ball on the other side, are you a get down on one knee and then get in the three-point stance person, or do you immediately go into the like three-point stance? No, I mean, I just, I just named it a three-point stance. I don't even know if that's what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. That's what it's called, and well, oh, I'm definitely okay. on a knee because I'm out there panting, being out there for maybe ten, ten, eleven plays at a time. I'm out there having a hard time, <laughs> so I'm definitely on a knee until that ball is getting ready to be snapped. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate your well, honesty appreciate- in that answer, Peyton. Oh, I do too. Me too. <laughs> he's okay, ready. Yeah, he's ready to go when it's time to go. Yeah. Well, that's a sign yeah, of a good just, a good lineman for sure because I don't understand the conditioning that that D or offensive linemen have, and that's I ask a that's a that reminded me of an answer I asked this professional defensive line. We were doing this interview and we were asking about trash talking. We we're like, hey, say something to kids about trash talking. Like, like does it belong on the field? Should you be doing it? And he said, I've never had enough energy to do it. He was like, I play defensive lineman. He's like, I I have never had enough energy to say anything to anyone while I'm playing. And I was like, that's a good point. Like, if you're playing hard enough, you probably won't be doing a lot of trash talking. But that was, I think that's a mark of a, a good defensive lineman if you're just beat between plays and you're you're doing everything you can during the play. Um, but I, to back to your point, I do think I love the belief. I love seeing teams that kind of create a habit of of coming back. Obviously, you want to be ahead. But it's going to happen. You're going to have games where you have a bad first half or a bad first quarter. And to just have teams that know, like, it's all right, we've been there. Like, we saw it this past year whenever Kansas, who's my my college basketball team, came back against North Carolina in the National Championship game. And they said they had a guy come to the locker room and he was laughing at halftime. And they were down 16 or something. And he was like, this is what we do. We've done it the whole tournament. We're doing it again. He just said, now I know we're going to win because they've they've kind of made us mad. And I just love seeing teams that do that. And, and it goes the other way, right? Like you, you've you seen – I'm sure you may have been a part of teams that they make a habit of getting down and they're down. And they're just like, we're not coming back. So it's it's great to see that that our teams here believing that they can come back because it makes it so much more fun to watch just as a spectator. Well, it was fun to watch. Time. Yeah. And we're looking forward to uh, and uh, watching these Jackrabbits progress through the season. And uh, the kids that were a little less experienced gain that experience. And, and yeah, you know, barn burners like this, um, you know, you're, you're kind of in a pressure cooker. And so I know Coach Fleener recognizes that they stepped up, and, and there's a lot of good to be built upon that. Absolutely. And, de- and you know, definitely want to point out both of our freshman teams won, our JV team won. Uh, so, th- so that was great. And, uh, you know, I know you were talking about, numbers you know we yeah. have we have 268 football players in our program right now uh warren middle school's got a over 137th graders over 138th graders so it's an exciting time mm-hmm. and uh you know it's uh it's gonna be a fun season uh the, the crazy thing about the 30 minute monsoon is uh we had the stands full over there in the little cracker jack uh, uh stadium uh, over there in crandall and not a soul left until the bitter end and that yeah. was, that was a whole lot of fun watch too yeah, there are a lot of paper umbrellas, and you know, a lot of it was. It was also, it was also white out, which was interesting because you, oh, yeah. you know, it's a white t-shirt contest, I guess. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a good, it was a good atmosphere. It was, it's a good rivalry. 
already, you know, Crandall's right down the road, Addison, you know the history of this deal, right? And, yeah, we and we we may not have gotten that one, but I'm pretty sure the count's still with Forney. Oh uh, yeah, quite we're, a bit. we're yes. <laughs> way way so way just, above. Just pump yeah. your brakes, Pirates. We're, yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. But the Pirates put a good product yeah. on the field. They yeah. do. I mean, they've got a, a strong football program and uh, a lot of talent, well coached, and uh, so it's you know we'll look forward to that in coming years. But this year, um, good luck to you guys on Thursday night at Toyota, and uh, and as we progress into the new seven five eight, got a little travel coming up. Yes, a lot of travel <laughs> coming up. So we got got the game Thursday against Frisco Memorial, and then we got our very first home game at City uh, at Citibank against uh, Mesquite Boutique. And then we we start district. And yep. Yep. Get your uh, get your traveling shoes on. We're gonna be checking out East Texas all the way up to Oklahoma when we go play McKinney North. So. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of pine trees in Coach Fleener's future. Yes. Absolutely. Well, best of luck to y'all. We look forward to watching you. Appreciate it. And I also appreciate you, Addison, making sure everybody knew that Kansas was only your basketball school. It, you you it, were not supporting their football program. I, yeah, it's it, it seems like a waste of time. Um, <laughs> and I did. I went to North Texas, and so I know what it's like to waste your time supporting a team that doesn't win a lot whenever I was there. Um, but, yeah, Kansas is definitely just, just my basketball school, like it is for most people that go there. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank Sorry. you. And we are going to switch sides of town here. We're going to play a little musical chairs and get get the north side of town on over here. Um, so you were at the game, right? Yes. So you you saw the monsoon. Um, I I felt the monsoon. You felt, Addison, you yes. felt the monsoon. Do you like bad weather football games? Part of me kind of likes it. Like I love the I love old NFL footage from like the seventies where everybody's super muddy yeah. and their hands are all taped up. Like like. Is there something about that? Obviously, watching it's one thing. But. Well, Addison, uh, it depends on if I'm in the press box or on the sideline. Yeah. That, that makes the determination on bad weather football games. I like to observe. I like to cheer. I like to watch bad weather football games. As long as there's no lightning, of course. Right. Because then that right. puts in – then you get this whole other chain mm-hmm. of events that you've got to reschedule stuff and delays and people have to have places to go. Rain's okay. Not as fun anymore because we're all on turf. Yeah, there's not, you don't get the mud games. No, I mean, you know, it's just wet turf, so you get and we don't get stuff snow stuck games all here. over you, and the, it's yeah. just, you know, it's kind of smelly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was soaked to the bone on Friday night, and it yeah. was, you know, not there's wild winds blowing. I get these cold, you know, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just not, and then it quit, and the sun was out still, but mm-hmm. then you're wet. Yeah. Till you get home, and it's just that's just not that fun. It's more fun if you're playing because you don't care. I mean, you don't care if your uniform gets wet. Obviously, no. you're, you know you're just out there. But yeah. anyway, we're gonna jump over north side of town. Coach Luster, how's it going? Man, going great. How about you guys? We're feeling good. We're ready. For, I mean, football season starting. We're doing a one two six episode. I'm happy. Yep. Yeah, we're busy all over the district. You guys know that. Yes, sir. So, how do you feel about bad weather football games? I really don't. I don't like them at all. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's cool. I don't like watching them. I don't like being. I, even as a player, I, did, I didn't like. Yeah. Didn't like it. I really didn't. Man, hats were heavy. Yeah. I didn't like it. I think if we got snow, it would be different. That I think be, snow games be would be fun, but that we don't get fun. that in football no. season. See, I don't think that'd be fun at all. Really? I you mean, never went out. Play, I mean, you didn't go out and play football in the yeah, snow. Yeah, yeah, I played in the snow, but like, you know. If if there's snow, it's super cold. Yeah. 
and everything hurts worse when it when it's super cold and everything's more difficult yeah it's just i don't you find out who really wants to play <laughs> well i guess so. anybody can play when it's 110 outside coach <laughs> That's one of the games you always gonna remember, though. Yeah, play this mm-hmm. yeah. remember that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. About making memories, that's that's pretty important. Yep. yep. So, who'd you bring with you today? I brought one of my captains with me. Uh, just one of those guys that just earned this spot, worked his tail off. Um, Gustavo Rubio and his parents make really good cakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a plus to this. Now we know why you're captain. <laughs> no, he said you earned it. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. We're happy to have you on here. So I appreciate it. Um. We talked to we talked to Coach Fleener about the the sandwich shops and everything. So what are what are y'all's go to sandwich shops? I'm still old school. I'm, I'm only get one really sandwich. That's a chicken bacon ranch from Subway. Okay. That's I don't change it up. That's what I always get. So Subway's my, my Coach Yo, are you still on here? Uh, yeah, and did I you notice he, he said, just going, he just hijacked what, your ozone? What? I just thought it would be easier to jump into it instead of asking um, to he, to send the signal all the way to the space and back. He continues to just be wrong, but but when Coach Luster just said he was going old school, I was like, is he going to say his sandwich shop is at home and he just makes the sandwich? Yeah. No, I don't. I really don't. Chicken bacon ranch. Chicken bacon ranch. That's my sandwich. Three good that's ingredients. What? <laughs> no, I think that's pretty. That's bougie. Really? Chicken bacon ranch. That's bougie. That? Sounds pretty standard. Coach, yeah. I think. What's bougie about oh, it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Ranch chicken. was invented by a plumber. Bacon of the ranch. Everybody else, everybody else puts mayo or mustard on their oh. sandwich, and he's getting ranch dressing. I mean. Yeah. It's like a three. If you can on say a all the ingredients point exactly. in scale. three <laughs> syllables. I think we're you know. Well, this it's I just like to give Coach Lester a hard time. I, I'm getting used to it. Yeah, you, we should all get used to it. Coach Coach O's constantly giving everybody a hard time, but we still have one person that, we got to hear about their sandwich. So is it okay? Is it okay if we just <laughs> jump into it, Coach O, or do you want to toss it? You go ahead. You you toss it. Go ahead. I'm also a Subway type of guy. I like there steak and cheese. I like my, my sandwiches hot, though. I like them toasted. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Some sandwiches. I, I I mean, you know, once in a blue moon, I'll vary a little bit and get something besides tuna. And then I usually toast it. But I just you don't, don't want toasted tuna? I don't tuna? toast the tuna. No, I just don't want. I like I like it right out of the bag or right whatever. <laughs> whatever it comes out of. The eat fresh it's plastic a, bag of tuna. Yeah. You know, it's also with an ice cream scoop. They put it on your bread. Did you know that? They scoop it out with an ice cream scoop. The one that you click the little thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, they use for the mashed potatoes in our cafeterias. It's, cool. it's the same. Yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gustavo, um, in addition to your sandwich, I would like to hear more about these cakes. Oh, they're, they're, they're homemade cakes. None of them are frozen. They're made the day you ask them to. And mm. they're just homemade, authentic cakes. Coach O, are you listening to this? He's selling way short. You know I am, and I was just, as he's talking, I'm like, do they do red velvet, German chocolate? We do do everything. Red velvet, tres leches, vanilla, chocolate, you name it. It's basically like like if you're going to like a tattoo artist, you tell us what you want, the canvas, and boom, there you go. Wow. Okay. Are you involved in making the cakes? Uh, No, that's my mom, but I am involved in delivering them. Oh, okay. So I'm just the guy like, hey. Here's your cake. The, Here's your cake. The cake that we had, uh, we opened up our new facility. It had the football helmet, the football field on there. And his mom made that. It was amazing. Wow. Um, 
had a. So they don't just taste good; they look they, good. They, that's the best to me. Yeah. It's like you don't even want to eat them because they're, yeah. they're that. It's a work of art. Oh yeah, it's, it's awesome. Doesn't only look good, but it also tastes good. Yeah, Coach O, I, I'm sensing a uh, a cake in our uh, future. Coaches meetings, coordinators meetings. One, two, six, oh, you th- oh, <laughs> Addison's uh, hinting that a cake at, at the one two six party that's upcoming. Now that we have a a, yeah. a cake maker in the athletic yeah. family. <laughs> well, it's I, it's in my medulla oblongata. Interesting. Well, I don't know what that means. It's in the back of my mind. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. I mean, I did watch the Water Boy. Water that's where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk some football. Uh, Coach Luster, yes, you've got a lot of new guys on the field this season. I haven't had a chance to see you guys yet. You were on the road last week, but you're coming back home this week. Talk to us a little bit about what your startup's been like. It's been really good, and it's just uh, this guy here has a, has a huge part of it. You know, we kind of all summer long we talked about coach-led team is good, player-led team is great, and he's kind of taken that to heart and took over. And, uh, man, this week – it showed up. Our leadership of our team showed up. You know, we got down early, twenty-three to seven, and just when we fought back, um, my captains took over. You know, our, my quarterbacks my, was one of my captains. He came out there and man ran, ran and got yards, made things happen. Um, scored right before half using his legs. We come back out. We scored straight four in four possessions. We scored in all four. One one of the scores was, was a field goal. But it was a different captain stepping up at, at, at those times and making and making plays. It was um, one of those deals you, you wish that we wouldn't put ourselves in that hole. Yeah. But uh, you want to kind of see how we turned that corner early, and, and, we, and we did, and we, and we have. And it was all because of these guys' leadership. Gustavo, you played – what position you play? I play defensive end. Okay. So from defensive end position, what was that? What was the opening game? Is this your first year to to start no, at the position? My, this is my second. Second year start. Yes, so you got a little bit of you got a little bit of veteran in you here. Yes, um, what's the team like from a, from a captain's perspective? It's amazing. We have something that we haven't had in years past. We have a like Coach Lester said, we have a player led team, and everyone's just on point and all in into the program and into this year and. We all feel like we're all in unison in what we're trying to achieve this year, and I feel like that's that's something that um, that makes me really excited to come in every single week and just trying to get at it. Yeah, that yeah. all in is huge. And I mean, I even talk to my students about it. I say, hey, if y'all are going all in, like we're doing, you know, video projects or whatever. But I'm like, if you go all in and you want to do this, you'll learn more about this than I could ever teach you. Yeah. But if you don't, like, I can't. I can't I can't make you great at something, right? Like it yep. but I can't hold you back if you want it either. Yep. So that's that's great. How do you how did you kind of get the ball rolling on that? Did you just give the players, you know, kind of ownership of it? Was it them taking the reins after not seeing it in years past or like we kind of thought about it at the beginning of the summer. You know, um, we just told the kids that, you know, we're, we're going to do PC. Everybody in the state of Texas is going to do PC, but we're going to do it different. You know, instead of everybody starting at 7, we're going to start it at at 6:45. And we do a little deal where we, we tell the kids, you know, hey, stand this way, sit this way, push up position, set up position. But the coaches step back, him and, and Golden is another one of our captains, and they let that. So we, you know, you can sit there and you talk about you got captains and they can go out for the coin toss and that looks awesome. But when we make our captains really lead our team. So it went from us um, having them do it until now, man, they, they get out there every day. He breaks it out every day. Um, this kind of become his, become his thing, you know, that this is his team. 
we're going to follow you. We take us where you want this team to go. And kids are more on board. You know, we've had some guys who probably struggle in the classroom, struggle showing up every day that showed up on, on Friday. You know, our running back, you know, caught a pass and went 40 yards down the field. Last year he would have he would, he probably wouldn't have started last year because he probably would have missed a day or two. But because it's a team deal and he wants to be part of this team, he, he's there every day. Grace not an issue. We check grades on um, um, Sunday, passing every class. Um, another kid the same way could have could have turned and, and went another way. But um, as much as we say it's um, it's player led, my coaches also hold the kids accountable. And, and the coolest thing about what we got going on is guys like this and our, our standard. If a kid is late, we don't say a word. They just go mm -hmm. over there and they get their punishment in. Um, it's just one of those deals where our kids know that, hey, look, this is how we're going to do it this year. And, and mm -hmm. But you got guys like this that are just like lead by example type type guys. Set the standard for sure. Yeah. It's a it's a new field over there. You've got a new field house. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a that's a – has changed the look of North Forney and, and, and uh, athletic – whole piece of it back there in the, in the back of the building it's continues to change i know it's been a challenge going through some construction zones yeah. and how do you get in and can we use a whole field and um, that's going to continue we're, we're going to build out the stadium at north mm -hmm. forney forney isd has a plan to um, finish out that stadium so north forney won't have to every single game yes. won't be a road game yes. i know that's that can yes. be a beating um no, for us, it's like it's one. It's like anything else, you know. Uh, with growth comes comes change, and we're and, yeah. we're and we're growing. But you know, man, shout out to Forty uh, ISD for for being proactive and, and not saying, "Hey, let's wait, let's get ahead of this, let's get this stadium built, let's get this field house built." You know, let's talk about other projects moving forward. So our our coaches understand, you know, our players understand it. You know, it, it's just we're excited. We we couldn't wait to that facility to be built. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Ms. Morissette was running me out of there every day. I was down there checking it, walking through it every day. And it's still, we have players, old players come back, and they were like, man, they're, they're taking videos of it. They're yeah. excited about it, too. You know, like, coming in with, with this group, this is the first group to be in that building. This is the first group to be 6A. So they're they're writing their own history right now. That's kind of our, our message is, at the end of the year, our first year is 6A, what do you want people to say about it? Mm-hmm. You know, so these guys are kind of taking in and running with it. Good stuff. Yeah, as a player, how much of a motivation is that, that, that you're the kind of the first group? Because from my perspective, I remember whenever Forney jumped to what was then 4A, Correct. and it was a big deal. 3A Th to 4A. Yeah, you are going 6A. So what's that, what's that like as a player? Uh, to me, it, it kind of sets the, like, you're the, you're the foundation of what it's going to look like in a couple years. So – might as well leave a great impression for the young generation, for the underclassmen, so they can know that this is a standard. You either meet it or you raise it. And I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. I've, I, never, I never expected it, and I never, you know, I just, it came, it came to us one day, and we're like, yeah, well, we accept it. We, we're going we're gonna, to uh, make this as, as great as possible as we can be, and uh, Coach Lester and all the coaches at, at, at North Orney say it's not how bad we want, it's how bad you guys want it. So we, that's our common theme of how we uh, go through every day knowing that now that we're 6A, we're, we're the new kids on block. So how, how are people, how, how people going to perceive us? We, we got to, you know, no one's going to give us respect. We got to take that respect. You know, yeah. And we say this all the time, you know, we're 6A. 
we belong here. You know, mm -hmm. we got to go out. We got a 6A opponent this week. You know, we, we got to show everybody that we belong here. You know, uh, it's not just happened. I remember when my, my wife came in and told me I was going to be a dad. I'm like, well, I, I got to get ready for this. So uh, here I am. I'm a, I'm a dad now. All right. I was I was praying that the numbers wasn't going to be as high as they were. <laughs> <laughs> but it came out. We're 6A. Well, hey, here we go. Let's go to work. I like. I really love your perspective, Gustavo, that um, we're going to set a standard. Mm -hmm. and then the expectation is for the next group to meet it or exceed it. And But you guys out there making that statement and, and putting it on the line and um, setting a standard for the 6A North Forney is, is a good thing. Good thing. Absolutely. And that's a – I mean, you know, win or lose, setting a standard is something that, that has to be done. It's something that's difficult. And, and I always say, you know, if, if something's difficult, that probably means it's worth your time. You know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But exactly. but it's not, you know, and and if being a captain was easy, everybody would do it. So it's great to see that you're just taking those challenges and just saying, all right, let's let's go because it's coming. You know, whether you want it to or not, like Coach Lester just said, it's here. And yeah. you know what? Y'all do belong there. You are 6A. Yep. Every time y'all go play a 6A opponent, they got to do the same thing. They're playing you guys. So yeah. mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's, you know, there's that transitional period can sometimes be difficult or whatever. But it, you know, it didn't take North Forney long whenever – they first showed up and they were a brand new school. It didn't take them long to start yeah. competing and, and you know, it it's may, a process. It, yeah. It's a process to yep. make a change in classification. I mean, it just is. It, uh, it, there are a lot of moving parts that change. There's, mm -hmm. there are, there's, of course, you know, you're playing bigger schools mm -hmm. and schools with maybe a, a bigger reputation in some cases. Although we've seen some really good 5A competition, yeah. obviously, through the years. We've been really good 5A competition mm -hmm. through the years, but. Um, it is. It's a shift. It's different, and and until you've kind of been in it and lived it and realized the dip, the shift, um, you know, may, you may not put quite as much stock in it. But things change when you change classifications. And you were working for the district when mm -hmm. Forney yeah. made the jump. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't finished the football season or really any season. Um, does this feel a lot different than that than that jump? Because I know that one felt huge at the time. The three it was huge. Yeah. That was the first. Forney had been Forney High School again. What was the only high school yeah, in the, town? It was, and, yeah, it was and had city. been three A for as long as any. But really, most people. I mean, you know, Forney might have been two A in the fifties or something. But um, for a long time, Forney had been three A. So that was the first big shift people could re could remember. And three to four, which now there would be four. the equivalent of four to five, mm -hmm. is a huge shift. You're talking about at the three A level schools with, you know, three four hundred kids, and then going into four A, which is again now five A, over a thousand, so it's well over double the mm -hmm. size. Six A doesn't have a top end, no. right? So, you know, once you get there, it it is the largest classification in the state, and um, it's the dogs don't get any bigger. Right. Yeah. I mean, you are with the largest animals on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, you got to get out there and be one. Yeah. Do and, we, uh, are there any schools in the district that are astronomically larger than the others? Because I know they're like whenever you start talking numbers and you look at schools like Allen or Katie, like in their districts, they're twice as big as every other school. Yeah. So is there any that are? Oh, Rockwall and, and Heath. They're big. They're big. They're big. Yeah. 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 And they're good. They've got they're very strong programs, you know, yeah. but it's, it was a process for them. If you look yeah. at their history, mm -hmm. I mean, not to get into, we don't want to get yeah. down this, this uh, gopher hole. We won't call it a rabbit hole because we're talking to the <laughs> Falcons today. 
but we don't want to go too far down it. But, you know, it took a while for Heath to, yeah. to build in. It, you know, there was a time when Rockwall, you know, was just struggling to get, but over time, like Gustavo so eloquently said, that students start setting that standard, coaches start setting that standard, and mm-hmm. then you build on it brick by brick by brick. And um, it is so important to have that mindset. That's really well, I remember when Rockwell was coming here and getting whooped in football. Rockwell yeah, Heath was sure. coming here and getting whooped in football. So, yeah. it, I mean, it takes a little time, but it doesn't take – in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't take that long. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, that going back to that, it's just that, you know, you can say you can see it coming. You know, mm-hmm. we got good underclassmen. You know, we're playing with, with a lot of sophomores and juniors, and you can say, man, we, we're, it's coming. But if – we don't have this man right here doing doing what he's doing right now. Then we are going to be, it's going to be a, a long transition. Mm-hmm. So when when by him doing what he's doing, and those and the athletes are coming, the size is coming. You know, we, we got some 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 linemen that are that are young. Our sophomore guard is a, he's a he's a sophomore and he's going to be really good. But that's not going to help him right right now. And in the future, it's going to be good. But so if he doesn't do what he's doing right now, leaving his jersey better than what he found it. And we're going to have three or four years from now, we're still going to talk about the transition of 6A. Right. You know? Yeah. No, that's good. And um, so I did ask this question last time. Who's a player that you're really looking forward to watching? Somebody uh, you think is going to take a big leap? This might be a little biased, but I love my defensive linemen. I'm yeah. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I'm really excited to see how Martin Rocha just – I'm excited to see him in practice. He looks amazing in games. He looks amazing. He's just an absolute dog, and people mistake him for his size, mistake him for you know he's a little short, but man is strong. I, I mean, my expression right, he is absolutely strong, and he just bench presses the lineman at practice, bench presses the lineman at the at the White House game last week. I'm I'm just super excited to see what he what, what he's a. I know he's capable of doing. I know he's just going to have that one uh, release of uh, of just releasing his tr- his inner true self of of that dog that I know he is, and he's just going to have an amazing season from that from that point on. I know I'm I'm just super excited. Very good, good stuff. Yeah. Well, so you've got home game this week, yes, sir. Rowlett, yes, sir, coming to T- City Bank Stadium. Uh, you've got senior night, yes, sir, before the game. Starting about 620 to kind of get them lined up and going. We have about the the whole night, about 87 seniors we got to introduce. Okay. So we're going to try to – now they told me we're going to try to get this done within 30 minutes. Yeah. So we, uh, we'll we see. Yeah. But it's just one of those things, you know, for these guys to play there. You know, this is his senior year mm-hmm. and to be your first home game in front of in front of your fans and family is, is, is huge. So, and uh, to be able to do it, we, we had it. Thursday, switch to Friday, yep. back to back to Thursday. Um, parents are, o- are okay with the switch, but you know. So, well, <laughs> so I, sometimes the officials dictate things that you can't. You know, I mean, it's a it's a tough. We've we've been through. We talked about this on the podcast too. We have an official shortage in the state. A lot of things have to go right for a football well, game to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it was originally scheduled for Thursday, and then Forney was going to be able to uh, play at Toyota. Mm-hmm. On, on Thursday, not on Friday, and so North Warren was going to move to Friday. But, you know, the officials are all – there aren't any varsity officials no. available for Friday. I mean, so 
Um, I And I hate to say it, but I, I honestly, I anticipate seeing more of that as we go into the future. We already saw it with soccer last spring with shortages where schools are having to play Thursdays and Saturdays instead of Fridays so that officials can spread out their time because there's just not enough of them. We haven't gone to smaller crews yet, right? No, and for that, well, in fact, we went to a larger crew in football oh, okay. a few years ago. We went from five to seven at the varsity level which puts a even more strain right. on the numbers across the board of the, the, of the varsity top quality. You yeah. could have gotten officials, but it wouldn't yes. have been officials yes. that the teams would agree yes. on. Yes, and that's what, the, when I called the head official back, because a rollout was like, hey, I'm concerned, I'm, you know, I'm hearing that the, the crew yeah. that we're getting, this is going to be a tight game, and it could come down to a call, and I don't want it to be a, a deal where it's officiating. So, yeah. uh, so I called the guy that double-checked, and he was nervous about the crew he was sending out. Yeah. So we decided to go back to Thursday where we got the original crew that we drafted. Yeah, and you're talking, you know, varsity football, you can't, you know, you want an experienced crew. That has to do with not just the – the way the game operates and the smoothness of the game, but is but the safety of the game, yes, mm-hmm. the equity of the game, which which affects the coaching, it affects the crowd, yep. it affects the atmosphere. The officials control a lot, and it's know. hard to ask an official that's a little green, you know, doesn't have as much experience to come into a six A varsity football game and and have control of that game right. from the kickoff, like Correct. because that's what you want. You want refs to you know, keep the game under control, keep players under control and, and nobody to doubt, all right, this guy is, is running this football game. Yep. Um, and so I, you know, I respect the decision to not go with the more inexperienced crew. Well, you know, seven o'clock kickoff. Yes, that's sir. a good thing. Uh, we got a lot of seven o'clock kicks this year, which is, which is, I think is great. Um, it somehow 30 minutes earlier on kickoff always equates to an hour earlier on finish, which means on a Thursday night, you know, people are able to get home, get ready for school the next day. I want to throw out that in addition to senior night, um, this is the first of two dedications. The next two weeks, this week at the North Forney game and next week at the Forney opening home game, we'll dedicate the media suite in Citibank Stadium press box to Kerry Griffin, uh, the, who's passed away, the longtime owner-operator, along with his wife, Judy Griffin, of the Forney Messenger uh, for, you know, generations, really, across generations here in Forney. And um, so the media suite will be renamed, or actually will be named. It doesn't have a name. Yeah. It'll be it'll be dedicated as the Kerry Griffin Media Suite at Citibank Stadium, and Judy will be there, of course. Um, and um, we'll make so we'll have board members, and I'm sure Dr. Terry will will have them at the field level to make that dedication just before we start after senior night, and just before we start the pregame ceremony. And what we're doing another dedication next week? Yeah, because so, we've got two, we'll forget two that crowds. Not football, so. um, we'll, now we'll make sure and get it in, um, just so we have the opportunity, yeah. you know, for everybody to see that. It's a very special oh, dedication. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, the okay. North Forney, North Forney, and Forney will also all have an opportunity to participate in that. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Maybe we'll. I don't know. Maybe we'll even have something on a video board. Maybe. We may have some stuff. We may have a new, a brand new North Forney hype video on Thursday. Wow. That's going up. That'd be exciting. That I've gotten a sneak peek at. Have you, like, have, have the players seen it or just the coaches? Just just the coaches. Yeah. I, All right. I, I snuck a little bit of it yeah. in the hand out. Just a little bit. You know, just a little bit. That'd it be looks fun, good. too. It looks good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, sounds like we're ready for Thursday night. We Gustavo, are. good luck to you and you. Uh, your teammates. You guys come out there and, and, uh, um, Take that pride in what you're doing off the field and put it on the field. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate Coach Luster, you. we appreciate you. you got a lot Thank of new you. coaches over there, too. Yes, Tell sir. them we appreciate the work they're putting in. And, I will. Um, best of luck. 
Man, they, they've been really awesome. This whole transition between the new captains, the new coaches, the new facilities, yeah. new everything, it's, it's been really good. Yeah, good deal. Well, keep setting the standard so that so that you sure. can build those bricks on it week by week. Yes, sir. Right. Thank, Thank you, guys. you guys for being here. Yes, Appreciate it. And that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share it out there, make sure people are listening. Stay tuned to the 126 to find out everything that's going on in Fournier ISD Sports. Here in 75126. Coach O, have a safe flight. Thank you so much. Wreck them. <laughs>